Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I'm keeping my promise. Two episodes this week. Are you excited about that? I hope you are. Well, before I get into this episode, I just want to remind everyone if you are being blessed by this content or if it is helping you out with your journey in youth ministry, I ask that you go to Apple Podcasts and find this podcast and just leave a review and a rating that will help us grow and reach more people. Also, feel free to share it with your friends and family so we can grow the audience. All right. Well, this week I got the pleasure to release to you the episode of Pastor Todd Casey. He's the youth director of the Gulf States Conference, and it was a great privilege to speak with him before all the busyness of Oshkosh got underway. So I got to speak with him before Oshkosh. And it was a blessing, and I hope you are blessed by it. All right, everyone. Another episode of Youth Ministry and Mentorship is beginning, and I have another youth director from the Gulf State Conference. It is Pastor Ty Casey. How are you doing today, Pastor? I'm doing good. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, I'm so thankful that you were able to come on, even though it is um, a busy season for you with camp season. So uh, um, I'll just come right in and ask, uh, could you give us an introduction about yourself and what led you into ministry and youth ministry? Um, well, uh, that's a, a long story, but I'll try to give you the, the short cliff notes. Um, for me, you know, growing up, uh, I always uh, thought, you know, what am I going to do? Everybody's like, hey, you should be a pastor. Uh, and so when I started into college, uh, I lasted about six months in theology. And then life happened. And so I uh, kind of went my own way and uh, ended up a great problem was is that uh, if the Lord wants you somewhere um, there's nowhere you can run that he can't uh, find you and so it was actually at my uh, my last uh, about to graduate and uh, God put a calling on my heart and so I I uh, went learned the Bible a little bit and uh, then just started uh, being involved in ministry, even when I didn't know if I was ready. So fast forward now, and uh, I take a look at where God has led me from when I graduated university, and it's it's uh, it's hard to put into words. Or I'm I'm truly humbled by uh, by the progress of where God has led. Wow, uh, it's it's interesting, Pastor, because um, in speaking to many. Uh, ministers like yourself, I find that many were not saying growing up that you guys wanted to be pastors or that's what you wanted to do. It wasn't the first thing on the top of your head. It was others, um, probably led by the Holy Spirit, other people telling you that you should become a minister, you should become a pastor. And that, that's something I'm hearing a lot. So that's that's pretty interesting. And the problem is, is... Um we uh we have we have people in our life uh that 
they see us and they've had years of experience to see when the hand of God is on people, even though for us as young people, we can't see it. And the reason why is because, you know, when we're growing up, all we can see is the challenge of the day. And some of that is uh, when we're young, is just, uh, you know, do my friends like me or, uh, you know, how am I going to do on this? I apologize as well. Uh, there may be people coming in through the office. Uh, we are, as you said, uh, at summer camp, and uh, it does uh, lots of things can happen at camp. Yeah. In fact, that that would lead me to my next question. Uh, right now, you're in the middle of it, um, leading out camp, and um, very soon is going to be Oshkosh in August. Can you? Yes. Give like your two cents on how important camp ministry is in the Seventh Day Adventist Church. Um, words can't describe it. You know, every part of ministry that we have with uh, within the youth department, adventures, pathfinders, uh, TLTs, master guide, um, even literature evangelism and uh, youth ministries is all a cog and a wheel. Um, the way that I look at it is, um, for churches, you know, my job is not to make my department bigger. My job is and to help and grow the local church. And, you know, every camp you can go, you can go to any of our Seventh-day Adventist camps and you will find Jesus there. One of the things that we are committed is to share Jesus with the kids that come. And so, uh, it is it truly is a week-long evangelistic outreach yes uh, we have things that most evangelism doesn't have like boats or archery or rock wall or canoes and stuff like that but you know a lot of kids is you know the the newest statistic uh, i forget what it uh, what the percent is but if i think it said this and that out of the all the young people that go to church, uh, over 50% are still questioning whether or not there is a God. Mm. And, you know, uh, Psalms 19 says, the heaven declares the glory of God and firmament showeth his handiwork. And so camp, I find, is an integral part of ministry to help find Jesus to our kids. And so we, we show them through nature that Jesus is alive. Um, and then, you know, uh, we have plays and skits that all point to Jesus. And then we send them back to the, uh, to the churches and say, all right, we have shared Jesus with them. Now it's your chance to come alongside, uh, study with them, uh, keep on growing them in their walk with Jesus. So for me to not have that, um, it, it is, it's, you are, you know, we have so many opportunities for ministry for our kids during the school season. Mm. But if we're not doing anything for our kids ministry-wise during the summer, then we're dropping a ball or, or at least we're missing out on an opportunity yeah. uh, that, can, that can be realized. And when you consider uh, the high-quality staff members that all of our camps hire, you know, it is, um, I don't know why you wouldn't want to send your child to camp, but that's just me. All right. Awesome. Um, Pastor, um, 
follow-up questions about camp is, one is you were talking about nature. Uh, in today's age where young people have smartphones that they parents usually have to even purchase for them, um, their, their accessibility to the internet during school and um, that just information technology that they're usually always plugged into. How do you see camp helping them unplug and revitalizing their um, learning about Jesus in that sense? That's a, that's a good question. Um, so for our camp, we are a traditional camp, which means that um, uh, there are no cell phones uh, from our campers allowed. Um, we want them to be able to be disconnected. We want them to be able to uh, pull away from what their reality is and, and make connections around them. Uh, what, what was so funny, uh, a couple of years ago, um, we had a, a, a camper actually leave camp uh, after the very first day wow. and come to find out the reason why that they left camp was because they didn't want to break their Snapchat streak. Uh. And, and it's just, it's like, there are so many things, so many things that, that camp offers, or there's so much in life more than Snapchat. I know that that almost sounds sacrilegious to say, but, but I think that, uh, yeah, the, I think the kids enjoy um, being away and even statistics tell us that uh, our teens, they want to be disconnected from the media every now and again, because they are so, uh, I mean, our young people are seeing more screen time than any generation before them. I mean, uh, I think the average now is between uh, eight to 10 hours a day of screen time. Yeah. And that is the average. And so I think camp goes a long way to kind of bring us back uh, to what really matters. And, uh, and sometimes we do need to take away the distractions in life for us to be able to calm down and to know that, uh, you know, like Psalms 4610 says, it says, be still and know that I am God. And sometimes it takes us to be disconnected from society uh, in order to be connected with God. Awesome. And um, going on with that, my other question about camp is, I find that it's one of the ministries that really empowers young people with, uh, you know, teenagers, young adults, and uh, giving them that opportunity to be counselors and not only participate in being unplugged and learning more about Christ and connecting with Christ, but also working with other young people or leading young people in that process. Um, could you give a little thought about that? You know, summer camp one thing that it does well is uh, takes the talents of our young people our young adults our uh, 17 18 19 20 year olds and we give them responsibility and what i see is camps from and this is not just my camp this is all over uh uh, the North American division where we have young people that are st uh, stepping into leadership roles and they are flourishing. Uh, and they are grabbing at it with, with both hands and, and doing a tremendous job. 
And, you know, I will say this. I am glad that we have a summer camp. And the reason for it is because if it was, if there was no summer camp or if there was no uh, literature evangelism program or, or things where our young adults can, or young people can get involved with, the chances are that those people would never be able to be involved with the local church. How many times, uh, you know, when I was pa pastoring, um, people will say, well, uh, you know, they can't be too young to be on the board because sometimes the board can get pretty ugly. Mm. Well, for me, I think, well, maybe we just need to be more Christian and mm. run things uh, according to what the Bible tells us. I understand that we may have difference of opinion, but um, but I'm sure that with Christian love and, and Christian attitude that we can we can come alongside and bring these young people. Uh, but no, what's happening is they're becoming a junior deacon or, or they're in, I mean, a bunch of our young people are in sound, uh, sound uh, rooms. And while, yes, hey, it's great uh, that the young people enjoy um, uh, the sound room, but give them more responsibility. Um, but that's where, for me, I believe that camp is fitting a need of um, these young people that may not be able to have that chance in their local church that we give them, Hey, you're the archery director. Or, hey, you know, when I first came on my assistant director to the camp, I uh, was 23 years old. And so mm -hmm. when, uh, when I was gone, uh, the camp was left to a young adult. Wow. And so we never have any, any incidences. Uh, everything ran smoothly. You know, I just think that sometimes when we grow up with, it's kind of like when Jesus went to Nazareth uh, and he tried to do some healing, but he couldn't because everybody's all like, hey, is this not uh, like the baby Jesus that we changed the diapers for? Mm. It's almost kind of like the same thing. Like we've seen these young people grow up and, oh, well, they're just still them. No, and they have the ability. And, and so... I think camp uh, has a great opportunity, a great job to fill those roles. Awesome. So, Pastor, um, you are the youth director for the Gulf States Conference, um, which I believe is Mississippi, Alabama, and Northwest Florida. Yeah, the Panhandle. Ah, uh, the Panhandle. All right. Um, so, what, what? do you see in that field with youth and young adults and what are the main issues that your department tries to tackle to empower the local church in engaging with youth and young adults? But before we hear what Pastor Casey has to say, I just want to remind you that I want to hear from you. Feel free to go to my Instagram, youth, youth underscore mentor 101 and there you'll find my link tree and you'll find all my social media where you can reach me whether it be on the podcast on my facebook page my personal facebook or instagram itself feel free to message me ask me for questions that you'd like me to ask youth mentors or youth leaders questions you would like uh, answered and coached with or mentored with uh, i'm here to serve so feel free to message me at all these areas and I would love to hear from you and talk with you. All right, let's get back to the interview.
You're now listening to Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101. Um, one of the things that we are uh, that we have been doing uh, fairly well at is our club ministries. Um, I, you know, growing up in Canada, I did not have the opportunity to have a Pathfinder club, so I never knew what Pathfinders was until I actually became the youth director. Mm-hmm. And uh, but being associated now with uh, with club ministries. Um, I'm, I'm really proud to say that, you know, our conference uh, does tremendous on, um, on club ministries, uh, both adventures and pathfinders, you know, when you consider that, um, you know, we probably have, um, a little over 90 churches and, and companies. I mean, we have other groups and stuff like that. Um, but out of that, there was uh, 32 clubs. Um, that's just with Pathfinders. Uh, we had, uh, I forget, uh, I think 24, 25, uh, adventures. Um, but what we have seen, uh, be the problem is, um, that transition between, you know, your TLTs and going into university or going to academy um, where, uh, but uh, we are so thankful that there is uh, at our academy now uh, a club uh, ministry where they can still plug them in into um, different activities. Um, but the, uh, there seems to be a, a pretty uh, dramatic uh, drop off once you pass TLTs. You know, it's like, where do you go? And if you don't go to, um, if you don't go to a Seventh-day Adventist university, uh, then you're probably home. And, you know, I remember talking to one young person and uh, they didn't feel comfortable. Um, they didn't feel comfortable uh, in an adult uh, Sabbath school. Uh, because they didn't feel like they were an adult, even though they were like 20, 21, 22. Um, and so uh, when I came on, uh, one of the things that we started to do is to do a young adult ministry where we try to encourage a young adult, uh, at least in the conference level, bring them together uh, where young people can meet, exchange uh, contact information and, uh, and uh, see what happens. Actually, uh, it was interesting. We have a, a group of young people, lay led, that said, "You know what? We want to uh, be a, a positive thing for churches." And so, and they are calling churches and saying, "Hey, we'll take over your programming. Uh, we'll come in, do Sabbath school, we'll do uh, church service, uh, um, uh, and we'll go out in an activity on Sabbath afternoon." And, and what they try to do is, if there's one or two young adults in that church. They get their information and say, hey, uh, in two months, we're going to another church. Come on out. And so we have a bunch of young adults going uh, uh, going to different churches. But this is just something that we've just seen develop. Um, but on a whole, there hasn't been very much. Um, we are starting this year uh, Master Guide Clubs uh, because we are trying, uh, we are hoping that that will help with um, and the transition between club ministries 
uh, and keeping our young people involved in activities uh, within the church uh, through that 18, 19, 20, 21. Um, because we're losing a lot of young people. Um, now some of them will go to, uh, some of them will go to universities and, and, uh, Seventh-day Adventist universities. Um, but, uh, that uh, is another big burden for us down here. We have, last time I checked, we had at least eight universities, um, in our conference that has over, I think like 250,000 students. Mm -hmm. uh, but we only have uh, two, I think three uh, public campus ministries. Wow. And so, um, I mean, that's not even hitting uh, one of my uh, camp staff. They go uh, to, um, they go to Mississippi state and, and there is, not only is there no public campus ministry for them, but there is not even a Seventh-day Adventist church in that city. And the oh. closest, uh, the closest uh, Seventh-day Adventist church is like 20 or 30 minutes away. Wow. Uh, and so we still have, we have challenges uh, here um, uh, for uh, that 18, 19, 20 year olds, as well as um, to try to get our, our other churches, even though we have, you know, 32 clubs, that still means that uh, over 50 of them uh, don't have clubs. Um, and so if we can uh, encourage our, our members to, to not forget about young people, I think uh, uh, that, is, that will be a good direction. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, that kind of, because you said it's the 17, 18, 19 age group. It's kind of like the Generation Z and um, I've been doing a little research, talking to that age group and talking to youth directors like yourself, trying to see how we engage with them as a denomination at, at the local church level and conference level. It seems, you know, that, that generation, we can't let it just slip by like millennials. Uh, it happened to my generation a lot. Um, yeah. you know? And it's interesting because you gave a good example of it. One one of your campers left after one day that 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 story is going to stick with me after one day because they didn't want to end their snapchat streak that's yeah it's amazing um but um moving on to another question for you pastor um do you think that uh youth and young adults are looking for mentors in the church setting oh absolutely um you know when we first started our young adult uh ministry here I brought, uh, we had a weekend we invited our young adults to, and we had a, just a roundtable discussion of, you know, what can we do to provide you with, uh, with things uh, to help you at your local church. One of the things that came out of that meeting was the fact that um, young people, they want to learn. They want to learn. Uh, like, for instance, this week, uh, we have our staff here. Uh, it's a work week. Uh, so what does that mean? I mean, we have uh, young people and they're doing drywall. We have young people uh, uh, mixing concrete. We have uh, young people that are learning different trades, tiling. And, and they're not afraid of getting in there. Uh, actually, I had a, an older gentleman uh, that is um, 
that is uh, here doing our uh, mudding and, and uh, taping and mudding for drywall. And he was just saying, man, it's refreshing to see uh, young people that want to learn. And that's exactly what it is, is that I, I feel that our young people do want to learn. Um, you know, they want to learn the, the ropes uh, at church, you know. Uh, they want to they be a part of it. But I think that the one difference that we as adults need to realize is that it's a two-way street. It's not only our, uh, we mentoring them, but also these young people mentor us, you know. And so I think uh, there is a, a desire uh, for young people to, to be mentored by individuals. But I also think that we just need to make sure that we also realize that we don't know everything either and uh we need to uh, keep our minds open hey man i'll tell you uh you know even though i'm the camp director uh i i can't do everything yeah. and uh, there are people that are more skilled than i ever could be i mean uh, i have one staff member here uh and he i forget how old he is he's in his, uh the beginning of his 20s maybe 22 or so and uh, he's a, a, a wizard on writing code. And so I will say, hey, I need this program or I have this idea. And he goes, Pastor, I got you. Let's do this. And he will write the code for me. And, and we, we just have to be willing that if we want to say, all right, yeah, I'll, I'll take someone on as a mentor or, or a, a mentee, we had to also realize that it's a two-way street and to keep our eyes open as well. Wow. Awesome. So going along that vein about mentorship, um, Pastor, if you ever had a mentor in your life or ministry, um, if there's something that they said to you or advice that they said to you that you still remember to this day, if you could share with that, that would be awesome. You know, I've thought about this. And... <laughs> I can remember, you know, looking back on my life, one of my, uh, uh, one of my, my biggest mentors uh, was uh, a senior pastor uh, where I was under him for uh, about four years. And, you know, yeah, I mean, there are some sayings that he says that I still say, uh, you know, uh, like for instance, uh, he would always tell the congregation, he says, you know, my grandma will always say, if you miss out on heaven, you miss out on everything. Hmm. And, uh, but when I looked back at it and, and of that relationship, it's much deeper than that um, because we lived life together. Wow. Um, and so it's, it's the whole concept of, of having someone total access to your life and that you can go through the good and the bad. And, and, and it's not really about maybe the sayings that I remember. It's just about the, the constant direction that our relationship went. And that is, for me, that's, that's what you hope that you have or that you can have in your life is someone that 
you can live life that you can call them up. I remember when I first became a senior pastor, man, I would tell him, Hey, this is what happened. This is what I do. And, uh, he would just, all right, Todd, calm down. Let's, uh, let's uh, go through this. And, and it's turned into a beautiful friendship. And, uh, even still to this day where, um, even that now that I'm, I'm I'm not a pastor in the sense of I don't I'm pastor a church anymore. Um, we are still very close, and so it's hard for me to to put it down to just a saying or that. But that commitment that he had, I mean, like for instance, you know, every time I would preach. He'd say, all right, Monday morning, we're going to sit down. We're going to go over our sermon, your sermon, and we'd uh, send time together. But I can remember uh, months upon months, year after year, we would just sit down and I would I would talk with him just for an hour or two every day, uh, you know, that we were in the office. Um, and so, yeah, I had a mentor and, and made it an, an, an impressive uh, impact on my life. Um, and I believe to a point, you know, uh, changed me, um, be able to have his good attributes of, uh, patience and kindness. And, um, you know, any time that you are with people, uh, to make sure you have prayer with them and, you know, going to a hospital and just doing a hospital visit. Uh, yeah. Wow. So pastor, uh, what I'm getting from that is something really amazing it's not necessarily you're saying it's not necessarily awesome quotes or great sayings that you got from this mentor but that intentionality that compassion that consistent um ad, that consistency of being in your life to help you and assist you and, and caring about you that's what really was a changing force for you so yeah because you know, with everybody, we all have faults. We we all uh, we all have good and bad traits. And I think to have a mentor in your life is to be real with one another of what our uh, weaknesses are, but to focus on our strengths. And if we can if we can see what their strengths are, and we can try to emulate those strengths. It will do nothing but uh, improve. Uh, it's like the Bible says, iron sharpens iron. Yeah. You know, it will allow us to be able to just be a, a better person for Jesus. Uh, or So, yeah. Awesome. Mentorship meant a lot to me. Awesome. Um, so, Pastor, once again, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Uh, as we usually do here on this podcast, we have the guest give some words of encouragement to those who want to become mentors, those who want to, who are struggling in the field of youth ministry, who are feeling down about it, but just need a little boost to remember to lean on Jesus. If you could give some words along those lines. Absolutely. You know, uh, they're in youth ministry or in, in ministry. Um, it's never going to be uh, roses, even though that there are some bright spots. There are a tremendous amount of bright spots uh, within ministry. But if the Lord has called you, um, all I ask is, is that we listen to that calling. Um, now the calling can change over time where 
uh, he needs you in a in a area uh, for the time to learn lessons, and then he'll take you to somewhere else. And so, Jesus is always faithful. Hmm. And I know that oh, with youth ministry, it's the same as with ministry itself. It's a lonely business. Um, but Jesus knows that. I mean, even his three closest disciples I couldn't stay awake. Um, it's, it's lonely, but it doesn't mean that God uh, leaves us alone. Hmm. Um, and so I guess my encouragement just for my uh, fellow youth workers or even pastors, who, whoever is um, doing some type of ministry for Jesus, and that is... Um, while he, uh, there may be times that uh, Christ may seem silent, um, to know that the scripture tells us that he never leaves us or forsakes us. So while we may not feel it, he still is there. And it's kind of like uh, Ellen White, I read a scripture one time. Uh, she says this, uh, I may pa paraphrase a little bit. She says, but she says that... Uh, Faith is ours to exercise, but uh, feeling is a gift from God. Wow. And and that really stuck with me. And that is, even though I may not feel like I'm close with God, or maybe in the ministry, uh, youth ministry is is eating away at you. Um, remember uh, that God called you. God will see you through. And that we just need to rely upon him and his loving arms. Awesome. Thank you once again, Pastor. My pleasure. Thank you so much for this opportunity. And uh, I am thankful that young people like yourself are taking initiative and, and trying to do something for Jesus's kingdom. And so uh, I, I wish you all the best uh, with these podcasts and I pray. Uh, well, I don't, I know that it will happen because Jesus says that his word never comes back to him void. And so I know that uh, with this good work, people will be touched and praise God for that. Amen. Wow. In our journey where we may feel like God is silent, we have to remember that he has never, ever left us. So I hope that is encouraging for all of you. And we will hopefully keep the conversation going about youth ministry and how we can empower and encourage our youth and young adults today. But until next week, remember, I'll see you here at Youth Ministry and Mentorship 101, where we say youth ministry is not a stepping stone into ministry. It is ministry, period.